Welcome to the Real O Show podcast. Joining us today is Ed Porter, celebrity chef, rapper, and Bronx native, taking us through the experience of being on Pressure Cooker, which was a number one Netflix show in multiple countries, while also being featured on Guy Fieri's Grocery Games and Dominating. With all the cooking success he's had in his career, he's never stopped making music. So I asked why he chose to do music and food, which he explains, you can't have one without the other. Chef's new album, Day Zero, is out now, and you should definitely go check it out. And if you enjoy this show, subscribe for new podcasts every Tuesday morning. Thank you. I gotta fight for my balls. I gotta stack out this goal. I tell you I'm on a roll. About to get all this dough. We ain't no fun niggas, no. I swear to God, we the ghost. This ain't the story to tell. Man, if you know, then you know. Welcome back. Joining us today is a special guest. I say all our guests are special, but this is one. this one's been close to my heart. We've been trying to make it happen. It's finally in the city. Joining us today is celebrity chef and musician, Ed Porter, who premiered on the Pressure Cooker on Netflix, also was on Guy Fieri, taught me how to say the word today, go, actually. Really, so you, you, I, I crushed it. I crushed it. My guy. <laughs> and he was also on Grocery Games multiple times, and there was one that didn't air because he just... Uh, he said the producer said it was like watching a football game that was 100 to nothing. So it never came out, but they paid him for it. But thanks for showing up, Chef. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, man. We, we, got, a, we got a lot of things that I want to talk about. We're going to try to make no, it no, short. No, no, no. Let's do We're it. We're going to try to make nah, it short. Make it short. I, to, to ice break it, I, I'm super curious where the combination of being a chef and musician came about. Yeah. All right, so for me, um, I got in, I got into food to pay for studio time. Just it's simply put, you know, it was uh, to be exactly a hundred percent. I had no aspirations. I didn't know anything about being a chef. That wasn't on the uh, the list that my goddess counselor gave me. Uh, it was never on there. So I just fell into it, bro. And it's um, it I started to see the similarities, though. The, you know, the the sim- symbiotic things between the Hospitality industry and the entertainment industry—they're so intertwined. They really are. That, Very much. I mean, that, that is yeah. that is incredibly true. And and where did you grow up for the people? I grew up in the Bronx. That's, yeah, so, okay, that's what I yeah, thought. So yeah. how did how did growing up in the Bronx obviously pushes you towards music? That's kind of the culture. But like, when did the when did like the cooking part the food, come about? So to be completely frank, there was. All right, so my friend, one of my best friends growing up, his nickname is Chef. He was a poorly kid, but not because he cooked. <laughs> that's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. So it was a combination of um, Job Corps. So I did, I did a stint of Job Corps, too. So at Job Corps, you had, I was getting a lot of shit in, in, in the city. And my mom was just like, yo, you, you, you wildin'? You know, you're going to Job Corps. You know, you're getting off the, getting off the street. So you have to pick a trade. And so... Hotel restaurant cook was one of the things. So it was like HVAC. Uh, what else was in that shit? Uh, uh, Probably like auto trade. Auto, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpet, you know, installer right. and shit. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna be where the food's at. Yeah, and that was just simply just because of that, and that transformed into okay, open my world up to oh, there's a there's a way to go from that. So you can be a, I, but it, still at that point, it was just like, you could be a cook at a, at a, at a hotel or in, in a restaurant. Right. Never the heights of, there was no food network. So how did, time. so how did you even get into like the food and TV world? Because obviously you, you obviously got into culinary, yeah. you started whipping it up, 
but where did the jump to TV? Because a lot of people are in the kitchen, but not a yeah. lot are actually making the jump to reality TV. So it, it that came about for me. Um, I remember I was on a flight. Um, so my mentor, one of my mentors, Marcus Samuelson, had one of the very first cooking shows. He had a show called Inner Chef with Marcus Samuelson. I believe that was on Discover. Yeah. Um, I was on a flight from L.A. to New York with a TV producer that worked on that show. And he was filming uh, a little-known show now called Top Chef. <laughs> a so, little-known show. A little-known show called Top <laughs> Chef. And I was asked to be to, to apply for that. Like, oh, we don't have, it doesn't really have a name. Um, but uh, I was opening a restaurant at the time. And um, I didn't do it. Right. I could have did it. Kick myself in the ass for that. Hindsight being twenty twenty, but from sending your audition tape, you're in like the circuit. Yeah. And so this is it's all one hundred percent. what your parents used to say to you. It's about your attitude. It's your it's really personality. What they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, be a pleasing fucking personality, and people will will fuck with right. you. Right. So I guess that circulated for a while, and I would start getting emails from all kinds of shit. And um, I got an email about grocery games. So this was season one. So it, was brand new um and i sent a, another tape in for that and then ever since then it's like once you're in the system right they you're jump in the circuit. yeah it's like having priors it makes sense though it makes it's like sense. it's like having a resume it's just yeah, being yeah, able absolutely. to be like hey we know what we're gonna get if we absolutely this guy exactly exactly so you obviously were on a hit so like pressure cooker was actually a big hit on Netflix. that's a, it was a smash and so it was like top 10 yeah. which is pretty incredible in a couple countries yeah. my my curious thing is what was your biggest challenge about the show that the actual show didn't didn't air? So the the it's aptly named. So we didn't know, like I didn't know there wasn't going to be any judges or shit. Like we had no idea. Yeah, right? yeah. So they put you in this situation. So a pressure cooker develops intense flavors in a short amount of time. Yeah. That how that show developed intense relationships with people in a short amount of time because you we all we had. Yeah. Then you had to cannibalize each other. Yeah, you guys, no, 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 no. That's, that's really you, what it was. That because was like, you guys were you guys were voting on each other. Yeah, so this was, shit was crazy. Was, yeah. So, it, 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 but it, it was so much more like the real world, where it's based off of some aspects are based off of relationships and personality. So, so, so that's my point. Is like so that how, was hard. Exactly. So <laughs> how how do you navigate a show, a cooking show that isn't just cooking, but politics, friendships? Like, how are you navigating something? How like does that? anybody get a listen? Check this out. You have applicant A and applicant B. Yeah. Applicant A happens to have a brother that works at said company. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that applicant A has a better shot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it was all relationships. So, so what was your game plan going into so it then? Was my your- game plan was not to play any of that shit. It was to, because I know from doing TV that this is gonna be the biggest commercial that I can never afford. Yeah. So if, as long as I'm 100 percent authentically myself, 100 percent of the time, and along if I go out. On my morals and putting what is on the plate, I'm fine with. So I was like, I didn't want to play the, because it's not. I understand that that at the end of the day, it comes down to maybe the status quo shit is on some uh, 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 relationships, but it's really it literally comes down to at the end of the day, skill set. 
What, what was it like after being on that show? What type of love did you receive? Obviously, like social media blew up. Like, what type of attention did you get out of that? Because you were just saying, like, I wasn't going to play the politics. Yeah. I was going to be me. So what type of that like, was what did you get back from the, that? The response I got back was was amazing. So I, I was getting a lot of um, messages from all over the world, too. So I had to hit the translate button. And it's like uh, people had a reverence for how, you know, I carry myself. So, like, integrity... And um, uh, I got a, a little flack about the crying and shit. Uh, I'm not because I'm. Here's the thing: I'm not an emo- I, like I'm not an emotional yeah. dude. I do. I don't. It's, I feel like reality takes. They they want that. They like they put you in those situations where it's high pressure. Yeah, you're already your emotions are running. They probably right. sleep deprived. Oh, you yeah, a this shit makes for good TV. It's that's great just, yeah. TV. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's so they want you to break. They, yeah, exact. That's the whole point: yeah. is to put you in situations where you have the highest probability of fucking shattering. And I want to film this car crash. Who you cannot yeah. not yeah. watch a car crash. This is what it is. Yeah. Like you said, it, uh, dude, you hope that dude crashes on the bike. Yeah, you remember, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real. That's a real talk. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just praying, dude. I just want to see. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. It's like the meme. I forgot. It's like David Dobrik, where that came from. Is yeah. when he would make his vlogs, he would he would want something bad to happen. He'd be like, all right, this is the thumbnail. This is the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like over. that's that's reality. It's for, it's for real. It's, it really so, is. So after that, obviously you were really started to build a name for yourself mm-hmm. since who is the most famous person that you've cooked a meal for? If you're allowed to say the most famous that I've cooked. Oh, that's like since or before like no, even ever, it, ever, 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 ever. Oh shit. I've, um, I assumed it would, it would have been after, but it might've been before. Nah, like, like it was before. Like I, I, we've, man, I've done. So at Aquavit, I remember the coolest person that I've met in that regard, Shaq. Oh Shaq! Shaq was all right. So, <laughs> what is Shaq ordering? Like, this, so this yeah, is the funny yeah. shit. So this is this is the funny. So he comes Aquavit's a it's, a it's a fine dining establishment, right? Right. So we, I mean, everything's top tier. It's a Scandinavian, you know, themed restaurant. Dude comes in. He was like, "Y'all ain't got no burgers." Like, nah, <laughs> nah, like nah, no, like no, like so. But what we did is we took I ground up some venison because we didn't have. Regular beef, you know, nobody's grinding up filet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, grinding up some venison and we made him a venison burger. Yeah. And then I wound up being on the menu later on. So, was it just like a, was it just like a one pound burger? Or did you like give him a shack? No, no, no. He got, he got, he got the fine dining uh, uh, portions. You just eat, if you got to eat several of them, you got to eat several of them, you know, oh, okay. big guy. But uh, yeah, he came in and this is in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. And, uh, and I don't, yeah, it must have been a game. It must have yeah. been playing against the Timberwolves. I had no other reason for Shaq to spin off, in, in, especially then. Uh, but yeah, dude had a, and the burger. So, all right, because it is a fun, it wasn't like a regular burger either. So it was like on its side, it's on sourdough, like I guess you would say it's toast, no edges, grilled, it had a rosemary sprig to the middle. It shit was yeah. crazy. I, I got a picture somewhere. Well, I, I, yeah. I, 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 Did he like it? Did he, he like it? Oh, he it? smashed it. It could have been because it was small. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, but he seemed to like it. I asked him. We asked him. He said he enjoyed it. But he was super cool. And then I met him three times. Yeah, Shaq. Each time I met him, I remind him that I met him before. Of course, I know you don't remember, but he was cordial enough to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You played it nice. Right. You played it nice. I love that. Um, You know, obviously, we introduced you as chef and musician. Yeah. You got some new music coming November 3rd. November 3rd. I got, I got a sneak peek at it, so I don't want to talk too much about it because obviously this has probably come out before then. Yeah. But talk about that. I want you to talk about your music career, okay. 
and where it's progressed because we, we kind of talked, you know, one off about yeah. that the album kind of symbolized a lot of maturity, family, being a dad. Yeah. But talk about from the beginning of your music career till now, like this new pro- project, like what's gone into that? Yeah. So what's what's funny to me is that like either people know me for music or they know me for food, like one or the other. And more people obviously know me for food because of Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, again, like I said, I got into music a long, music a long time ago and, um, I've been in several groups. I've opened for acts for Camp Low. I've done shows at Manhattanville College and traveled to the Chitlin circuit. Um, was about to sign major deals a couple of times. Um, young and immature and, you know, things, you know, shit hit the fan. Um, prideful, wanting things to be a certain way. Um, and it was a weird time. So like the late, 90s early 2000s the industry was changing to the tech era it was a fucked up bubble to be in to be completely honest so the the industry just at one swift point fucking changed and computers got better and you no longer have I, I fucking wish like i'd probably be dead in a pool full of coke if, if things would have went the way i wanted to go if we had the technology back <laughs> back in the days that we have now, like we would, it was no way. If I got, I have a mobile studio and a backpack. Are you serious? I can, you know, drastically different now. You know, but then again, if that was the way it was, I wouldn't have had to got be a chef to pay for studio time. So I was working to pay for quad, working to pay for D and D, and I wouldn't have to do that. And who knows what you know what the fuck would have happened? But um, music has taken me uh, a lot of places, met some really cool people. And how it all came about, doing that song, Pressure Cooker. So the Pressure Cooker song is what set it off this. Yeah. Me doing and then it sparked the idea of pairing the two together intentionally. So I did that song for the show. It was supposed to be an ode just for the show. I was just, you know, because I came up with the hook on the show. They didn't air that. I thought it was perfect. They should have, though. Um, I'm like, this song should be on the show. Yeah. It didn't make it on the show. Then just the, the competitor in me was like, well, I'm putting this shit out. Yeah. And I dropped it the same day. As the show dropped and it it took off, I'm like, oh shit, let me do this project now. I can focus on it, and it's it's fun because it's not. I'm not. It's not like I don't have to pay the rent with it. It's just like I get to do it, and but I have still all the connects I had. You know what I'm saying? When you're a good, that's the thing about being a solid individual too. So I pulled shit. I pulled off what usually takes people to do in a couple years and two months. Yeah, you kind of took advantage of that time with the Netflix. Exactly, exactly. But that's the biggest point. When you get on those shows, you really have to ball up and take advantage of that virality. And I learned that from the grocery games experience because I did not, I wasn't set up, and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the after effects, right? The 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 TV effect, you know, Uh, and harnessing, like as they say, that fifteen minutes of fame and whatever parlaying that into being whatever it is. Are you looking to do any more TV? Are you looking to like kind of get get into Get into something else or not? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a great vehicle, a great springboard vehicle to anything, right? Um, the, obviously, the name of the game is eyes, right? So it's what, it's what everything's about right now is, 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 is eyes, eyeballs, and clicks, right? So the more out in the front you are, the more opportunities you have to do whatever it is you want to do and to help push different agendas. And my agenda, to be, to be completely honest, is about doing quality shit with quality people. That's all I want to do. I just want to do cool shit with cool fucking people. Yeah. And you mentioned you wanted to infuse music and food, yeah. which is like, when you think about it, like elaborate onto that. Like, what do you mean by infusing music and food? Yeah. All right, so, 
Everywhere you go and every walk of life, food and music are paired together, but not intentionally. One is subservient to the other. So you go to a restaurant. Matter of fact, I urge you to try this not being the case and shit will be real weird. Go to a restaurant and then know somebody at the restaurant and tell them to turn the music off. The shit feels weird. Like For it, sure. It just feels weird. Matter of fact, when they want you to leave, they turn the lights on and cut the music off. And you just yeah. automatically feel uncomfortable. For sure. So They do that shit at the club. Yep, shut it off, turn yeah. the lights on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, because it makes you feel weird. When there's yeah. that many people in an area and it's silent, it makes people want to be quiet. You don't want to, you don't feel comfortable. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Right. And when you go to like an event or whatever, they'll have some pastor or derv just to keep your ass captive, right? right? One is subservient to the other. Never before are the two headlining to tell one singular story. Ever. There's not an instance you can give me where it so is. what do you what do you mean by that? Like, am I like am I cooking Mexican food? So I got you know I got some. All right, so let's take let's take the day zero. So my album day zero, which means from scratch, right? There's twelve songs in the album. The twelve songs are laid out in courses. There's a course that is paired with the song. The song inspired the course. The course inspired the song and the dish. So all right, so I course it out. There's specific things: amuse, um, um, intermezzo, uh, fish course. Meat course, all these cheese, soup, salad. So the songs are in line with the song, the origin of the song, time frame, the thought process of where I was at when I created the song, and then everything is just fucking, it's just like quadruple entendres. Everything is related in some way, even down to like the namesake. So I'm a big person about intentionality. So the first track on the album, which is not a course, is called Mise en Place. Mise en Place is a, is a culinary word term that means everything in its place if you listen to that track and say you don't know what that word means after listening to it and somebody explain okay that means everything in this place like oh shit like that makes total sense and it sets the album off and then it just go it, everything is purposeful so i'm a, like with food we make plates uh the mark of a i believe a a good chef is there's no unnecessary shit on a plate yeah everything is there for a reason it serves a purpose and Everything in that album is intent. There's no extra salt or pepper needed. You know, all modifications are politely fucking declined. <laughs> and then that's, right. that's, it's like being a movie director. Everything matters. Exactly. Especially as you go to like the higher up places. But as we kind of wrap this up, I, I, I want to ask this one question that I left you in the elevator. I was, I was going to give you a surprise because I wanted it in the moment. If you had the power to change one thing about the world, what would it be? It would be that um, violence wouldn't be the, the third most powerful power. So the three, I think, universal languages on the, on the planet is food, music, and violence. Everybody understands a left hook, any language. <laughs> Everybody yeah. understands a, 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 a music if that, that moves your soul and spirit, and everybody understands something that's tasty. You don't have sure. to. You can go any, anywhere where you don't speak the language and have one of those three things, and you know what it is. Um I believe that people are more alike than they are different. We have more commonalities than anything else. And at the end of the day, it's just about doing cool shit with cool people. And if we we took that and really harnessed that and really stood on that, the world would be a, a great place. But then again, you wouldn't appreciate the good shit. So you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta have the villain. For sure. For sure. The villain I, is necessary. I've been saying that a lot, and we've kind of always said that with content, like through our progression, mm -hmm. is like we watch our old stuff, we're like, man, this sucked. 
it sucked, but you can't have good without the you bad. You had to have something to compare it to. Yeah. yeah. If it was always sunny. It wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? If everything's good, it's not good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's not good. So, for for sure. Sure. That's a good answer. But, but Chef, man, this yeah, is been a real you. pleasure. Oh, man. Thank um, you, guys, man. I, I'm so excited for what you got going. I'm excited for your album to release because I got the sneak peek. I'm excited yeah. to give it. Yeah, can you can you plug the can you yeah, plug the album? When does it drop? Yeah. Where can they find it? Yeah, so uh, National Holiday 11-3, which is also my birthday. Um, uh, the album Day Zero comes out, um, and it's going to be also tied to an experience, so the, the pairing. So the Day Zero experience is the experience of the album, and it's all its true form. So uh, that's coming to a city near you, so we planning to travel uh, uh, to different markets and maybe internationally doing it be because awesome. it's universal, because I can. Yeah, we love so, that. Let's yeah. go. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for it. But, Chef, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Chef. Real pleasure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. I got a fight for my bones. I got to stack out this gold. I tell you I'm on a roll. About to get all this dope. We ain't no fuck niggas, no. I swear to God, we the ghosts. This ain't the story they told. Man, if you know, then you know. I never had to tell my dogs that we on roof for greatness. They pay for getters. They want money more than they want fake shit. I swear we go so hard, we on A-list I see my niggas prevailing We going hard for the hand We gonna stack that we jaded I just told my niggas that we on a mission Yeah, 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 yeah It's gonna be hard to get it We too on par for the misses I put my heart in my feelings All checks I don't even feel We bout to box, we dripping We bout to box, we fall My emotions stay And I ain't never gonna slip All by my mama Won't see my brothers get ripped I tell you I'm in Watch me get my racks And we bought so hard They think my niggas selling crap We was pushing packs For 2600 a pound We was down Probably had some product in your town But now we back Same straight for all my niggas Call my fam And I made about 10 racks Up off these features in the end For my grandma Hope she know that This for you and you and him For my brothers For my family For my mama For I gotta my kids I got my bros I got a stack of this gold I tell you I'm on the road About to get all this dough Ain't no fuck niggas no I swear to God we the ghosts This ain't the story they told Man if you know then you know I never had to tell my dogs that we on roof for greatness They pay for getters, they want money more than they want fake shit I swear we go so hard we on A-list I see my niggas prevailing We going hard for the hand We gonna stack that we jaded I just told my niggas that we on a mission Yeah, 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 yeah It's gonna be hard to get it We too on par for the missus I put my heart in my feelings On tracks I don't even feel We bout to box, we drippin' We bout to box, we fall